Hey everybody, welcome back to I've Got a Bad Feeling About This. We just wrapped our prequel rewatch up, and we thought it'd be a good idea to do a new format for you all today. Uh, so we got something good coming up. This is called Galactic Leaderboards, and that'll be our top ten Star Wars characters. So this will be a two-parter. Um, we're going to start today going from ten to six, and you'll tune in next week. That's right, next week. We're not taking a week break. We're not slacking. We're not slacking. Uh, coincidentally, I do start a show this Sunday, um, so I don't know why I chose these two weeks to just do a double back-to-hack. But in any case, we're doing 10 through 6 today, 5 through number 1 next week, so be there for that. This is going to be a fun experience. I'm hoping that some of you guys hear some more hot takes, hit us up on Instagram, and complain to us. If you don't have us on Instagram, then you might be a stranger, and you have to hold on until we make our official podcast Instagram. We're getting there slowly but surely. So, and uh, the way this format's going to work, and I, I, I have it down mathematically so we Wait, don't go super question. over... Quick question. I definitely yeah. should ask for sure before show. But is it yeah. top 10 Star Wars characters or top 10 <laughs> Star Wars characters from the prequels? Because we just did the prequels. Uh, it's top 10 Star Wars characters, I hope. Okay, wait, wait, wait. that's why I did. That's why I did. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Like, I was gonna say this. This list gonna look. <laughs> this list's gonna look kind of weird now, huh? Dark Dark Phoenix at three. Come on now. So, we yeah. This is so just some background of this list. This isn't about character importance. This is about character power. This is despite the name. I know Galactic Leaderboard might make it kind of sound like they're the most powerful characters. This isn't about character. Um. Actually, I think those are the two parameters that I really set out, and I kind of let the guys figure it out for my, for themselves, and I, I won't talk about my parameters until I actually get into my picks. The way this will work, uh, we'll say our pick, we'll have about two minutes to kind of explain why, we'll have a minute for us to discuss, we can go over that minute, I don't really care, uh, because this is our podcast, and if we go over time, um, well, we don't have great listenership anyways, so... If we lose some people, we lose some people. <laughs> Can I go first? I feel like my top ten, my ten. Yeah, I was gonna, gonna say we're gonna everybody. go. We're gonna go Omari, Chuck, me throughout the entire time, um, and that's how it'll go until we hit number one. So this entire time, we're just going that order. This will be the first of, and if if we like it, if we have fun, and if you guys have fun, this will be the first of a couple galactic leaderboards. We're doing galactic leaderboard characters. We might do galactic leaderboard uh, villains in specific, maybe spaceship, um, maybe blasters or weapons the opportunities here are endless so this is just kind of a Top test format droids. and we thought why not but that, that's droid that is something i threw around in my head wow there's circles and they roll okay anyway there there there's other things that we have Sorry. to talk about today <laughs> so why not hit it off at number 10 with omari all right at number 10 i have finn and kylo ren so that's my one tie all and right. everyone thinks I, I love Finn, but it's, he's not one of my favorite characters, but for the <laughs> fact that he's such a waste and an utter disappointment. And it's but it's like it's different because I know what the greatness that it could have been and what he could have achieved, and he just did it. And that's more on the writers than the character itself. So that's why he's at my ten. And then I kind of messed with Kylo until they made him into a moody little bitch. So ooh, damn. <laughs> oh boy. Ah, ah my bad. But since I already said it, I kind of messed with Kylo until they made him into like a moody little bitch in the last two movies. So I was like, damn, you're kind of lame now. I don't know. He was like more badass. I guess they added more emotion and depth to the character, but it's just the way they did it. They could have done it differently. 
And I feel like in a, they could approach that situation of what they're trying to achieve in a better way. So, yeah, Finn, because he's a he's a disappointment pretty much, you know. Uh, the potential for that to be a great character was there, but it just didn't come out. So, he, he almost barely didn't make the list. I'm going to be real with you. I almost placed Mace Windu above him, but uh, Mace Windu kind of became irrelevant in a few movies because of just yeah. certain actions. Because he dies and it, it yeah. comes back. I mean, is he dead? I, can't, I like. Who knows? But, like, I see where you're coming from with Finn. I think he could have been a great character. In fact, he was a top 10 outsider as well. He was on the fringe with another character that... He was on the fringe with Lando, for me. Mm. Um, so, and I think that that is indicative of Star Wars failing of uh, BIPOC characters. I was about to say, yeah, two black characters, wonder <laughs> why, wonder why. It's just they don't know how to utilize people of color in Star Wars, and that's plain I don't. Simple. I don't even think it's that. I, I think, think it's like... I think in feels... Finn's case... I see that for Lando because of the times when it was like when the movie was made sure. and all that. But for Finn's case, I really feel like that's just bad writing, and I that's think that's true. all it is. I don't think that well, has anything to do with oh no, BIPOC yeah, characters yeah. in that case. Um, I wanted to. I okay. thought it was important. The uh, I don't know if it's marketing or I think it is marketing. The marketing that they did for Force Awakens, right? Because we see too. all these posters with Finn holding the lightsaber, and it's like, whoa, we're gonna get you know. Because, what well, we got Anakin was white, you know. I mean, we got Mace Windu for a time. Luke, Luke was, was white. white, you know. And then we're going to get Finn. And then it's like, you know, over the course of the uh, other two movies. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in the... Uh, I see, I, I forgot. I can't believe I forgot the movie's name. Rise of Skywalker. He's just, for like most of the film, he's yelling. It's like, you know what? Red! And then it's like, oh, I was going to tell you something. And then I fell into the sand. And now I'm not going to tell never, you. Never tell you. Know, me. It, it, and um, not to mention in China, when they marketed the um, film over there, they made Finn tiny on the poster. And they made Poe tiny on the poster. So that's indicative of larger issues that Disney does in general. So we'll leave it at that with Finn, I think, for now, because we don't want to venture too far into that rabbit hole. Uh, Chuck, your number 10, please. Uh, my number 10, I went with our favorite space pirate. Well... Maybe not our favorite space pirate, but one of my favorite space pirates. In Hondo Onaka, uh, Hondo's very comical, very whimsical. Uh, and he's got, you know, he was always a guy that kind of popped up throughout Clone Wars. Um, and it was kind of cool to see what Disney did with including him in the uh, uh, Millennium Falcon ride at Disneyland. I mean, Hondo was always kind of a funny guy. You know, I thought he was uh, kind of an enjoyable character just to have around. Um Shoot, I was trying to. I was thinking that he might have had some involvement in an arc with Maul, and it was just kind of cool to see how they used him throughout Clone Wars. So, Hondo, uh, good comical character, um, kind of lacking on anything else that really he uh, contributed to the uh, universe. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I I always thought he was like a, a pretty decent character, and it wasn't just like, oh, this guy. Um, not to call out a certain character, but he just doesn't like, he's not like a clumsy idiot. He just runs into everything and bounces his head, and then that's that's his gimmick. Yeah, not gonna say names, <laughs> but that's that's Hondo at number 10 for me. Big ol' Hondo Onaka. I think, I mean, Hondo, I, I don't know if you guys have watched, I know you have, uh, Omari, but I don't know if you have Chuck, but 
the um, Marvel TV universe with uh, Turk Barrett, the guy who shows up in Daredevil, Luke Cage, uh, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and all the different shows, Punisher even. He just shows up at the most inopportune times, and the heroes are all like, get here, what are you doing here? He, he plays a bigger role in uh, Luke Cage, for sure. But, like, it reminds me a lot of Hondo. Hondo's just, like, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Or right place, right time. Um, it's just, I think that's a really comedic trope. Uh, Mari, do you have anything to say about our good friend, Spice Pirate Man? Uh, no, I like the role that he took. He was, like, a much smaller role in uh, Clone Wars. But uh, when you were watching... Uh, Sorry, I'm losing my thoughts right now. Star Wars, uh, what was it? Rebels. We got to see him in more of a like a influential role on the main character, and we mm-hmm. saw that he had more of an effect. Because in uh, Clone Wars, he was just more there an episode, out the next, there an episode, out out the next, until the Maul arc. Then we saw him for like two or three. But in the Rebels, we really saw him like have a an effect on Ezra Pritchard as a character. And kind of pushing in between those, like they used him in a good way, pushing in between like the ways of the Jedi art that uh, Kane and Jairus was trying to teach him, and then also like the thieving trickery ways that he was used to before he encountered them. So I like how they used him and utilized him like that. So yeah, no, I think he's cool. I think he's a good one of those good side characters that they develop slowly and nicely over time. So my number ten. Uh oh. It's definitely going to catch some flack. Okay, so it is a tie. It's my tie. One half of the tie is Kylo Ren. I think he's a cool character. He's a good villain for the trilogy. Um, I wish they just full sent and made him a villain the entire time. Mm -hmm. I actually am okay with the redemption arc. Um, But I think that he is a good foil for Darth Vader. He's a good continuation of that story. And I think he just... He works on a base level... Where he goes wrong, as Omari puts it, is when he's a whiny bitch. Uh, but in different terms, they lose me a little bit when they try too hard to make him sympathetic. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you take this character who's supposed to be cold, calculating, very Vader-esque. And instead of anger, you turn it into this moody sadness i'm not good enough i'm never gonna be vader like inadequacy complex so that's why he's number 10 for me i think he actually has the opportunity um if they were to build upon the character to actually maybe even break to like seven eight range for me because i was really intrigued by him even throughout all of episode seven but um i think the last two movies really squandered that now my other one Ray Skywalker. Uh, I think she's freaking cool. I I don't have any problem with her. People have so many complaints about Ray Skywalker, Ray Palpatine, Ray, uh, whatever you want to call her, and I think she's a perfectly fine protagonist for Star Wars. Oh, but she knows how to fly the Millennium Falcon. So did Luke. Oh, but she knows how to use a lightsaber. So did Luke. Oh, but she does all these crazy things. So did Luke. What's your but issue? She's a girl. What's that's the difference? Cool. That's, basic, that's yeah, basically. Yeah, there you it. go. I was about to. I was about to say, what's the difference between these two folks? One of them's a girl. So uh, Luke is the same self-insert power trip that we like as audiences. It's just that Ray might be more geared towards girls. Uh, I don't even think that's true. Don't get me wrong. She's geared for everybody, just like every Star Wars protagonist is. But I think it's cool and effective to have representation 
of women in Star Wars, especially because so many characters did it wrong. You know what I mean? Padme, are you kidding me? Padme, Natalie Portman's a fantastic actress, and they just diminished her to a damsel in distress the entire time. So to kind of move away from that is just awesome. And that's not a discredit to the character, that's not a discredit to the actress, that's a discredit to George Lucas and his writing team, which might as well just be George Lucas. Um, so I think Rey is compelling, because I feel like it's the first character they really nailed down to be a strong female lead, um, and Leia Organa gets to be a huge part of that. She influences her just as much as Luke does, even more than Luke does. So that's why she's made it to my top ten. All right, my number whoa, nine. Whoa, whoa, oh no, whoa. no, no, no comments. No even comments. Oh, I was on gonna that. comment. I just didn't know if Omari was gonna say something. <laughs> oh my 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 bad. Uh, Omari, Mister Bring into Mike. Ray, <laughs> Ray, 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 uh sparkling personality uh pretty smile okay. uh <laughs> nice. nope nope cut cut it all right chuck's cut turn Charles, comment. what do you got no you know um, chuck's turn i mean a lot of yeah a lot you make a good point a lot of the grief that comes with the rays oh she's she is just it's just stuff that's that people are not happy because she's a one protagonist and a lot of these guys have Seen male protagonists typically in the Star Wars universe, you know, so when Ray comes in, like, wait a minute, this isn't right, you know, or whatever. Um, my only <laughs> yeah. thing was, you know, it was, I think, I think she discussed it. I think Daisy really discussed it. Um, it's like she, there were originally plans for her to just stay a nobody, but then there was the whole time with right. Palpatine. I was like, oh, do we really have to tie her in with Palpatine? Um, that might also be my biggest misstep. That and then the kissing uh, Kylo Ren. I mean, ben. ben. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Ben Solo. Well, also, I'd like to point out, when I put Kylo Ren on my list, I also, that's like Kylo Ren in parentheses, yeah. Ben Solo. I mean, that was... Because um, he never fully turns. I didn't have turns. this big issue with her. You know, I'm not... Like, uh, yeah. I have something out to be signed by Daisy Ridley right now. I don't have an issue with Daisy Ridley or the character itself. It's just like mm-hmm. a couple of things where I'm like, oh... You know, but I, you know, I don't give it too much flack just because of how much, uh, how much, like, uh, dismay, no, disruption there was, I guess, with this sequel, I mean, sequel, this trilogy, just because of the, uh, J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams again, you know, and having to deal with all that, so, you know, there's gonna be faults when you get discon dis, uh, you don't get consistency, I guess, in three ma- major movies, and you're dealing with the fan base that you are. So overall, I mean, you know, I, I don't have a problem with Ray, really. All right, number nines. Omari. There we go. Okay. <laughs> At number nine, I have to put... I'm starting to realize the more I talk that uh, a lot of my uh, choices have been influenced by the not the actual movies but what they choose to do with the characters mm-hmm. after they've sure. been introduced in the movies because at number nine i have darth maul and when you look at him in the movies it's like eh, okay but when you see the ways that they bring him back in clone wars and rebels i really i really like that like one of my favorite pieces of star wars just story is the whole savage oppressed maul story arc mm, yeah. they're going after obi-wan and then they take over like they take over Mandalore. Oh my God, that was just so dope to me. Like I really thought that was like just some craziness, and I was like, I mess with Maul. Then he even fights uh, the Sith Lord during all that. Like this was just wild to me. Like the way that that story just built up, 
from just uh from Asav's Ventress just trying to make it a new like apprentice for uh Dooku so she can kill him to that it's just like it was crazy it was crazy mm-hmm. I don't have a lot to say on Maul uh I will say that I think his arc is a perfect Star Wars tragedy arc uh that's all I have to say on him I think Omari kind of I think Omari put it really well I mean uh I remember Darth Maul a lot because my uncle like Darth Maul, don't know why. Uh, I don't know what his I don't know what his reasoning was back then because all we had because he never saw Clone Wars, right? He just got Phantom Menace and that was all we got. Um, it's like ooh, guy with horns, red, scary, tries to run over a child in the desert. You know, solid, solid dude. Um, but they, yeah, I mean, I really, I did enjoy the Savage Oppress arc. I thought that was kind of cool how that all went down. And when he went to go find Maul, and Maul's just like spider dude freaking out in these tunnels, um, and then to have to have that same person turn around and lead this whole overthrow of Mandalore, you know, and have these great scenes. Oh, Bennett hasn't even seen these scenes, and in... I haven't seen it. I haven't seen. I'm just gonna keep yet, pestering no. you until you do. Um, they do a really, really All amazing right. job with him throughout Clone Wars, especially, but that season seven, especially. So, and Chuck, you're number nine. Speaking of Clone Wars, uh, a guy that it wasn't as expanded upon, I guess, as much as Maul. I would say I wouldn't Plo Koon. Um, oh, he was okay. a guy that I don't really remember him doing too much in the movies. I mean, we see him. I think we see him get blown Nothing up at Order sixty six. We see him get blown up. Yes. But you see him in the movies, and he's. I think he's a pretty good mentor to. Uh, I almost said Asuka. Ahsoka. Um, he's always just like this calming, like leader figure, and I think there's the one scene that became a meme. It's like, sir, we're just clones. We're meant to be expendable. Not to me, you know. He's. Uh, he turned out to be a really. Uh, just like a soft-spoken leader, and I thought he was really cool. Just from a, you know, a guy we see in maybe a couple shots throughout the uh, prequels to somebody who's a little more developed and uh, much more of an actual character. Dave Filoni is a mastermind when it comes to that, by yeah. the way. When he comes to just to this, like, here's a character you see once and you do not give a shit about. And then I'm going to make him into this guy that you just... He becomes your orange dad. Like, Plo Koon literally goes from a nothing character to like, Oh my god, this is my favorite Jedi. You know what I mean? So, I agree with that. I think that's a good spot for him. Uh, Omi? Uh, yeah, no. He's dope. He's dope. <laughs> I feel like he had some really badass scenes in the Clone Wars. And... Yeah, it actually hurt when it, more when I was rewatching the movie oh, when he yeah. died. Uh, like he I had felt that it line, more. He has that line um, in the Clone Wars, like, "Would you like to try and prove that hypothesis?" When he walks into that bar and they're like, "I bet we could take you out," and then he just works <laughs> all of them. He just like wipes out an entire bar of bounty hunters or something. It's so whack. Okay, so, you know, number nine kind of has a theme here. My number nine is Ahsoka Tano. <gasps> for a multitude of reasons. Um, 
it's kind of wild that we went Maul, Plo Koon, Ahsoka Tano. Uh, definitely kind of a line focusing there. Um, maybe a little more disconnect between Maul and Plo Koon. But I think Ahsoka Tano is the perfect example of modern Star Wars. More so than Rey and Kylo. And that's why she edges them out. At least the modern Star Wars Jedi. Because she represents what the fans know is wrong with the Jedi Order. Because we know there's stuff wrong with them. Because we know they're kind of batshit. Um, and they're a cult, more than anything. We know that she's, again, a strong female lead. Which is great. So when I said Stray was the best example of a strong female lead for Star Wars, I think she's the most recognizable strong female lead. For our generation today. I'd say Ahsoka Tano, the only reason she isn't is just because of accessibility. And that's about to change because Clone Wars is such a big thing now. And she's funny. She's got, like, the perfect amount of balance as a character of funny and seriousness. We get to see her grow so much in the Clone Wars. And it, it's just something that is such a beautiful story arc. It reminds me a lot of Aang from The Last Airbender, where you see them start as this kid who you know has a ton of potential and you just see this power in them, and you just know they don't know how to use it yet. And by the end of the time you're watching them, we can see her in the Mandalorian, and you're like, this is Ahsoka realized. And it, like, it gave me goosebumps. I was so happy with it. She's one of the best characters to come out of the Clone Wars, I think. Um, definitely, for me, the best original character to come out of the Clone Wars. So I'm very appreciative of Dave Filoni for giving us this, like, basically new staple character for the series cool let's head all over to nah it's just it's just i agree with everything you said i just don't agree with your placement like that it seems so weird to me that seems so weird to me but uh are you about to see where i have a silica place later so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about her more that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm, just I'm saving, assuming that'll happen. Yeah, so I'm just saving my opinion for later because you All guys right. know I have a lot to say for the character. Then let's move to on to eight. Omari, you're number eight. At number eight, I have another Clone Wars character by the name of Cad. Oh, oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay. Bane. Sorry. Really long pause. Uh, Badass bounty hunter. Kicks ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really just a savage i remember when they brought him in i was like okay like there was a there was a time where i thought he was better than either of the fets Boba Fett, Django Fett. i was like i was like this dude's badass but that also just comes with character development like at the time that's so that's I like why i kind of mess with clone wars so much because the amount of character development you got for characters was just really nice it kind of gives you more time to like really enjoy them, because when we saw Cad Bane come in, his story arc was fired too, and it's it's like the situation. They were like the late, they weren't like the exciting episodes that you got with like Anakin and Ahsoka, like because a lot of them were assassination attempts. But it was just so weird to see the show from a different perspective, because mm. a lot of the time we're following the Jedi's and their stories, but then those few episodes where we switch away from the the Jedi or the Sith and just go with like it's a regular bounty hunter I like that whole perspective of that like I think that's dope and his cool hat I feel like that's the Clone Wars is meant to tell the stories of like different perspectives during that time and I feel like Cad Bane's story arcs really bring that to a full because you get the I kind of like to think of it as of uh, 
you know, you get the scum and villainy. Then you get like the Empire. You get the Rebels. Oh yeah, where are you getting where are you getting these factions from? And they, you know, I, I try to throw in a little X Wings reference right there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just I like it. Also, he has a cool hat. He has a cool hat. That also adds to the badassness <laughs> of his character. You got a cool hat. On. No one else in Star Wars I got a say, hat like that. To me, to me, Cad Bane represented the beginning of the maturation maturation of Star mm-hmm. Wars: The Clone Wars. No idea because what that the means. entire wait, time, wait, you gotta explain. Well, okay, word. so let me explain. Yeah. When he gets there, that's when the show starts getting a little darker. Like you start the first like eight episodes before he comes, they're like, "Oh great, here's a Hondo Onaka, who while he is a cool character, is a goofball. Aww. He shows up, he's like, oh, I'm a clueless pirate. It's I don't me, really Hondo. know how to be a pirate. Yet somehow." Yet somehow I'm a very good pirate who managed to capture Count Dooku and Anakin and Obi Wan. Like he's kind of a bumbling yeah, idiot, but he's like also that. pretty badass. <laughs> he captured all three of like, them. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know how he managed to do that. <laughs> I didn't even think so about like that. Hondo's cool, but he's still kind of a goof ass villain. But then Cad Bane comes and he's all, "Ooh, I got a hat." <laughs> he, talks, he talks funny and he's like oh i got ayla i got ayla sakura with me he does he has an accent but that's not like wait weird it's just ayla how sakura. the dory not ayla okay, sakura i was about to say i was like the white what one she doing what's her name uh what's the white girl's name like oh, the, the white girl's what, name oh with the red hair she got like an antenna yeah knee. whatever you're talking about it doesn't matter um, but like he just shows up, he's really cool, and in the original ending for him, uh, Boba kills him in a shootout. Uh, they both shoot each other at the exact same time, and Boba gets shot in the head and it dents his helmet in. Oh. So that's where the dent comes from. <laughs> and Cad Bane gets shot in the head and dies, but that got cut because the original Clone Wars ending got cut. But does I the like hat survive? Damn, I don't know. But anyways, Chuck, your number eight. My number eight. <laughs> I like how we go from uh, Bennett talking about the maturation of the Clone Wars, and then we're going to go to this number eight. Uh, Don't say Jar Jar. Jar Jar is not on this list. Don't worry about that. It's, uh, the greatest droid there ever was is uh, oh, R2-D2. God. Very classic mm. tin little tin ball. I don't know. R2 was all, like... Our guy R2 saw, like, everything happen throughout this damn, uh, throughout all these damn movies. Um, and, oh, to stick with the last few episodes we've done with prequels, uh, it's a very, very bizarre scene when they're leaving, um, I think they're leaving Tatooine, and, uh, mm, yeah, and R2, like, they send out all these R2 units to, like, work on the ship as it's, like, all torn up. And somehow, out of some freaking way, R2 happens to survive, and that, like, spurs on his <laughs> journey in the episode. It's like, oh, this R4 unit has a, a bad converter. You know, and so that's how we get him. This R4 unit's got a yeah, bad, got motivator. bad motivator. So, you know. R- he, you know, when he watches all these people die in front of him, it's like, all right, you know. R2's been through some stuff. I always R R2's always been the guy for me. Well, the droid. My apologies. I don't have much to say <laughs> on R2. 
I'll tell you right now, I'm pretty sure there's not a single droid on my chopper? list. <laughs> um, Omari, <laughs> Omari, I'm not sure. Do you have anything to say? Mm, yeah, no. I think R2 is a very funny character, and I feel like it takes skill to give a character that speaks in beeps. <laughs> that is true. A sense of humor and a sort of depth Need to some, him. Uh... R2 you translation. Know, I feel like that takes some, uh, it takes some, definitely, like, how do you write a character like that? So, you know, and I feel like they actually made R2 really well. That's the fact that he's been in all three trilogies, and, you know, he's he's never an annoying character. You're never like, ah, oh, fuck, R2, <laughs> you know. Not so. like, not like his, his friend. uh, not like, like, not like another taller, more golden android. Who could you possibly perhaps. keep talking about? I'm not sure. Well, he's not on nobody's list. <laughs> I hope so. not. Bennett's like, oh, damn. But, uh, <laughs> Bennett, Bennett. Yeah, no, R2, R2's cool, you know? That's actually a really interesting character when you look deeper into it. So, mm, my number eight. Uh-oh. Okay, no, 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 no. I don't think this will be universally liked. I think my, some people might be shocked it's so low. He's so low. No, that's not what I mean. But <laughs> his partner, Chewbacca, oh, is my Oh, I was like, he's solo? I was like... Um, I love Chewbacca. I love him. I, 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 I myself am shocked that he's not in my top five, but there are two characters that sneaked in and pushed him down to eight, which I feel bad about. But Chewbacca might be one of my most favorite Star Wars characters ever in terms of just, like, personality. Like, the dudes doesn't... Like you said, Omari, like how R2-D2 just speaks in boops and beeps. Chewbacca just speaks in... So, like, I just think he's funny. You don't speak Wookiee? <laughs> uh, like how uh, Han Solo speaks Wookiee and Solo, like... Iwa! And be um, real, be real. Did you practice that before the podcast? Said, I gotta no, get ready. Just do that off, uh, I do. That off the I, I do just be doing Chewbacca noises around the house sometimes. Mm. So okay, figured, figured. So Chewbacca again, he's Han Solo's best buddy. So immediately, he's one of the better Star Wars characters, sidekicks, and I feel like the sidekicks in Star Wars are usually pretty damn good, even if they're like, I'd say that even at the end of the day, Han Solo's kind of a sidekick. So. <laughs> I think that Chewbacca, and he has this personality. I don't know how they gave a Wookiee swagger, but he has swagger. I don't know how they gave a Wookiee sassiness, but he has sassiness. Pretty much any time Han Solo's like, let's do something, Chewbacca's like, are you sure we should do that? <laughs> Except we just don't hear him say that. He just goes... Um, so, I, I think Chewbacca is a delightful character. He's a, just a big brute of a Wookiee with a heart of gold. And I'm so glad they didn't kill him off like they did in the books, because uh, that would have broken my heart, and I just wouldn't have been able to sleep. And when he blew up in that fucking medical carrier, I almost <laughs> forgot that we did swear that we did uh, swear. Yeah, I forgot episode. about so that. I tried to stop myself. But when they blew him up in that carrier in fucking Rise of Skywalker, I just went no, no. I was like, I was oh, about yeah. ready to walk out of the movie theater if it was real. I was I, like, no, yeah, I no, sat there. No, that's not in the, the end. Fuck that. Like, for the minutes following, I was like, did they really just kill this guy? <laughs> See, I was ready for him to actually die. And I, honestly, once they did it, I was like, okay, well, I hope he actually stays dead. Wow. I feel like they kind of, 
I kind of feel like they did like they chickened out on both with the C-3PO situation and the Chewbacca situation. Like, you know how much more impactful that would have been if Rey thought she really killed, if she really did kill Chewbacca? Like that. Yeah, would, but that, that would have been some fuck shit, Amari. That would have been some fuck shit. Like, someone's attached to a character. Someone's attached. I'm just saying that if they just like, I feel like that would have been better writing, in my opinion. I think C3PO staying dead would have been way better writing than killing Chewbacca like that. I think both of them would have been like, okay, these. Then we're just watching Infinity War, but then we're just watching Infinity War again, right? Okay. Like then it's just like let's kill off half the characters. I'm I'm sending. I'm sending this clip to Lucasfilm, and they'll decide. One of them's a droid. His life doesn't matter. Whoa. Yeah, that would have been. F- Whoa, hold on. Uh, droid like lives a- don't matter. Let's start off with the watch. I don't, I don't know how this, Wait, I don't know how you did, you not watch, did you not watch Solo? <laughs> That's like half the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, number seven. Omari, please give me that sweet, sweet seven. Oh, God. Uh, Just give, give me your fucking number seven. <laughs> <laughs> ever since uh, like you said, <laughs> we're just gonna skip over it ever since yeah, i know uh, we gotta go i got bennett's number on my phone he's been in my contact under, under this character's name <gasps> oh uh, no way <laughs> Poe. uh honestly there was not a single hold on i just gotta interrupt i gotta interrupt because this is just we can, we're gonna have to do it this way so we can both talk about him he's also my number seven. Oh what <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got way too excited about that but uh yeah, no, nah, there's just, like, I always smile with Poe's on the screen. Like, there's never a moment where during this whole series where I'm like, okay, you're like, they wrote this bad for you, or I'm annoyed, or, like, you're like, nah, I feel like Poe's character is really well done. I feel like he was the only character in that last movie that I wasn't mad at by the end of the movie. True. <laughs> the end of the movie, so, I was like, C-3PO thing dumb, Chewbacca thing dumb, Rey dumb, Kylo yeah. dumb, Finn dumb. I was like, okay, but then like Poe was like, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. Everybody else, you all made me mad. Go refilm this. But Poe, you did great. That's how I was feeling. So, yeah, I, no, I really feel, I feel like he's just a good character. Oh, go ahead. I, I feel I feel a similar way. I feel a very similar way about Poe. But the one thing is, I feel like they really derailed his story arc in The Rise of Skywalker. I feel like the ending was fine for him, but like when they just made him like a comic relief slapstick like sassy man i guess i don't know what else to call him um really kind of pissed me off in the rise of skywalker because he was like the cocky pilot who came in with a quip after he blew up a tie fighter that's okay but when he comes to the so you're gonna tell me now you're not gonna tell me now well we're about to die so you could just tell me now i was like come on like now we're using him for cheap laughs but that's kind of the whole movie that kind of all of the rise of skywalker is cheap one-liners and big twists so can't really fault Poe for that. Um, I love pilots. If you know me, pilots are my favorite part of Star Wars. And I would be remiss if I didn't have Poe Dameron, the, my favorite pilot, on there. Does that make him his fa- my favorite character and like the last pilot you'll see on the list? Absolutely not. But he is my favorite pilot who spends most of his time in a spaceship. Sorry, Wedge. Sorry, Biggs. Sorry, Porkins. Sorry, Snap. But uh, Poe Dameron just has more lines than you guys, so <laughs> sorry. Uh, I also love Oscar Isaacs. I think he's probably one of the best actors to go through Star Wars um, because he's an established actor who did Star Wars as a part of his career. Just don't watch X-Men Apocalypse, and you'll probably agree with me. Mm. <laughs> 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 
that movie was shit. All right, Charles. Um, are you are you going to me for my feedback on? Uh... Uh, either way, if you if you do feedback, let's just go straight into your number seven. After okay. Feedback. Um. Well, I I didn't have any gripes with Poe, but I do agree with it's like, you know, you don't really want to resort to having someone just become someone that's basically like what a top three. Uh, sort of quote unquote main character on like the whatever good side, you know, you don't really want to. Right. He's sort of main character, you know, if you were to put like a tier list, he'd kind of, he'd be up near the top, you know what I mean? You don't want to ever kind of be like resort him to making jokes, like you said, but you know, I didn't have a problem with Poe. He didn't stick with me too much, but you know, um, I am afraid that my number seven may catch flack for the fact that. He's at number seven and not higher, but um. Oh God! This is like Han Solo, dude. I, it is Han. No, I don't have Han Solo on my list actually. But what? This is okay. my list. All right. All right. <laughs> all right I know it's your list. Give me your number seven. This is uh our our guy uh no uh guy with daddy issues. It's uh Boba Fett. Oh, which one? Oh, Boba Fett. <laughs> There's okay. a lot of guys with daddy yeah. issues. I know, I was Star like, that Wars doesn't clear really help for me. Um, <laughs> see, because with saying. Boba Fett, you know, when I, you see him in the original trilogy, it's just like, okay, this guy hardly talks. He's no good to me, dead. And then he gets, he gets, you know, his unceremonious ending, quote-unquote ending, where he gets hit by a blind Han Solo, Han Solo. Uh, and knocked into a Sarlacc pit, never to be seen again until we get him reintroduced in The Mandalorian, obviously, outside of... <laughs> 40 Outside later. of, you know, other material. Um, but they did a really good job of introducing... Well, not introducing... I guess reintroducing him in a way uh, in The Mandalorian. Um, and Tamir Morrison did an excellent job, and I think they'll do an even better job uh, with Book of Boba Fett, and I don't know if he's, are he, is he supposed to be involved in season three? Uh, nobody, nobody knows. Really yeah. Knows so, I mean, Book of Boba Fett, I think they're just going to keep adding on to that. Um, so, I mean, I guess for that reason, you know, knowing that, I mean, we get him to some degree in Mando season two. It's not like it's all dedicated to him. And, uh, with what I've seen from, uh, what little I've seen from the original trilogy is why he's on seven and maybe not in cracking the top five, but um, he's he's grown on me a lot since Mando, obviously. I, I would I'll say it right now. I'll just admit it because it'll become very clear where my top five is going, and my number six is not Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett to me, I just I don't have enough. I really wanted to put him on the list. Yeah, he was one of those characters. Where I was like, I want him to be on my list, but I don't know where to put him. In fact, like, Chuck knows this, I was really struggling with my number oh, eight. Oh, yeah, he kept talking and about cause number I, eight. Because I had Chewbacca higher originally, and I had to reshuffle it when I had another character come in, and number eight was just a blank space. Um, and for a while, Boba Fett was my number eight, because I was like, I, I like him. But then I realized, like, I couldn't talk about him. You know, I'd just be like, yeah. he was cool in The Mandalorian. <laughs> Pretty badass. Um, I like him in the comics. I like, I like him in the Mandalorian, obviously. But I don't know. We'll reevaluate these lists later on, perhaps. Uh, but just as well, of yeah, right now, Boba Fett. We're gonna kinda, get more content. Kind of nothing, you know. So 
yeah, we'll get more content eventually. Like, and uh, as we move along, we might have more favorite characters from like the High Star Republic, Wars droids. Acolyte, whenever that comes out. Um, <laughs> all right, Omari, what's your number six? My number six. six, six whoa, six, whoa, six, six, six. chill out whoa, with the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a Catholic <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It. It's not, by the way. This is not a Catholic podcast. Someone just right? someone just clicked <laughs> out right now. This is a now. free space. This is a free space. But uh, for my number six, I have... Trying to think of a clever way to say this. Okay, I'll let, I'll let, I'll give you some time. Sorry, sorry. Do you want me to do the Jeopardy? I'll do Jeopardy. He, they have flown the Millennium Falcon. Doesn't help. Uh, right, <laughs> right. Uh, like the second best driver of the Millennium Falcon. Oh. Nine up, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is Han. Yeah, Han Solo. Number six. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so, hey, let's be mad at Chuck. He's not even in his top ten. Hey, that's true. We can be mad at Chuck. Uh, I don't give a fuck. You know, this this is the original cool kid of Star Wars, and you You're know right. I respect that. I respect that the original cool kid, the fly guy, the slick talker. Mm. So, oh you know, God, I love that description. I love that description you just gave him. By the way, the cool kid, the fly guy, the slick talker. That was fucking nice. Nah, yeah, like. When we play D and got I try to channel my like, <laughs> Star Wars D and try to channel my inner Han Solo. You know, with my actions, I'm trying to be all cool and stuff. It doesn't come off as cool, obviously, because Ben likes to make my character to seem lame. You roll but, bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, not the point. Not the point. But yeah, no, I feel like to me as like a little kid, you see Han Solo, you're like, okay, this is like you go. Cool. That's the prototype. <laughs> you're yeah, that's, like that's that. the prototype. Right there. That's the prototype right there. <laughs> Because you see Luke and it's like, okay, he does all the cool stuff, right? But yeah. Han Solo says all the cool mm. things. You're right. He all, I mean, Han cool Solo stuff. also blows up Vader in the first Yeah, movie. he just doesn't <laughs> do cool stuff like fighting with a lightsaber. I mean, <laughs> just, like, but, that's a good point. He pulls out a gun and he just shoots at Darth Vader in the fucking head. No, no, no. I'm talking about like when, when, when Luke's getting tailed by Darth Vader. Oh, Darth yeah, Vader he got him off I have tail. you now. Okay. And he's like, ha ha ha, I knew you'd come back. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I look at Han Solo, then he got frozen by the huts, and it's just like, I feel like everything we see with Han Solo is like, I feel like his story is very interesting. My heart and... still sinks when that happens. <laughs> like, whenever he, when they, I love you, I know, heart drops my tummy. Always so sad. Um, and then I we feel like to we... see him like develop and grow, and it was sad to see him go. Yeah. I know that was a disappointment. <sighs> That's another gripe I have with the sequels. But, but that was Harrison's move. So, yeah. we're on a first name basis. We fly together. Wow. Uh, Chuck, you're number six. You're not even gonna let me get any thoughts on our guy Han Solo. You talked. You, we were both talking. Uh, okay. Yeah. Actually, no. I want to hear what you gotta no, say because you don't gotta because he's not even in your freaking top I think, ten. I think Omari gave a good description. You know the guy. He didn't say this, but he is a stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. You know, um, you're right. Whoa, that's a that's a that's a lay. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, Han Solo did have my favorite quote uh, from the movies: "Is uh, uh, fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. Uh, uh, get off my plane." plane. Um, oh, he said, "Never tell me the odds," and I always, I don't know. That, that, that kind of resonates with me, but I don't know. I mean, Omari brings up a good point. I mean, when I think about it now, you know, Luke was always kind of a bitchy 
uh, always, always like moaning and groaning, and then Han Solo is like talking cool, and it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, you kind of realize it when I, you know, you hear it, but I don't know, he didn't, he didn't stick with me enough. I'm sorry, you know, crucify me as much as you want. Um, we will. Are you making you me will. go into number we'll. six right away? Um, yes. I'm uh, okay. This is where uh, you uh, oh, I almost said it there. This is Han Solo's friend. Is this is where I put Chewie? Um, okay, that's fair. I don't know. I always like Chewie better because <laughs> I don't remember where which that is which crazy. Is, uh, how, wh- whose arms did he rip off? He just ripped a dude's arm off. Uh, arms off. A he just, trooper, how, right? He just rips dude's arms off. I mean, come on. Be you know, I don't. Uh, I didn't really like how they put him in Revenge of the Sith. He just happens to be with Yoda. He was like, "Oh, Chewbacca, my friend." It's like, do you kind of need that? Or I will yeah, miss you. Like, All right, <laughs> miss you, never I sees will. him again. <gasps> okay, I don't know if they keep up on Galactic also, text or whatever. But Chewbacca does become a little bit of a plot hole because Luke's like, "I gotta go find the Jedi Master Yoda," and Chewbacca's not like, "Oh, my friend, yeah, I, I remember hey. him." My buddy, where the hell is he? I haven't seen him for 50 years. I think, uh, I, I don't have much to say about Chewbacca simply because when you talk, I, I think it was you, Bennett, talking about him earlier, uh, kind of did a good job of already talking about Chewbacca. You know, they managed to make a guy who speaks in, uh, Wookiee, obviously, gotta respect Wookiee. Uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's sassy to a point in his growls, and you can tell that, um, but I always kind of thought he was pretty cool. And I like what they did with him in Solo. I did enjoy what they did with him in Solo. I agree. So that is, Solo is what made him one of my more favorite That characters. is Chewbacca mm. at numero six for me. If I were to rank the characters of Solo, uh, Chewbacca would be my number one. Chewy. By far and away. Okay, so number six to round out our night. And uh, we actually are pretty good on time. We nailed it. Um I, and I know this is going to raise a Din Jaren. That's my number six, Din Jaren. Uh, I, I yeah, really... I don't have pipes. I think the Man... I think the smooth. Mandalorian is probably the best character to come out since Ahsoka. Best original character. I think maybe mm. we can all agree on that. I actually strongly agree with you. I think he's better than anybody we saw from the prequels. I think he's better than all the other characters from the Clone Wars other than Ahsoka, quite honestly. I think I, I do think he surpasses Rex, and I think that might be a hot take. And I think he surpasses some of the clones. What about 99? Quite honestly. I, I do love me 99. I'm, I, That's because the clones and I do love characters have parameters on them. But they do yeah. have parameters yeah. on them, exactly. Yeah, they're not really allowed to grow as much as they could. Like, they Dick have parameters Jaren, on them. And I will say, maybe this is biased because he is on my wall. I have him right up here, right next to me right now. Um, but there is a certain amount of cool that he comes into our, like, viewership with. He comes in with that, I can bring you in warm, I can bring you in cold. He comes in with, uh, just the, the door scene where he pulls a guy through the door and closes mm-hmm. it on him. Comes in with the, uh, that scene with IG-11 where he kills all those different, uh, pirates outside and he breaks in. And then, even though most of season one is filled with a child, he's still this ruthless killer and just this absolute cold-hearted man. And then in season t- man Delorean, and then in season two, <laughs> that was unnecessary. It was a stupid joke. But in season two, we kind of see this better side of him, where he's like a more calculated person because he now he knows he needs to protect the kid. Now he has feelings of 
fatherhood towards the kid he's starting to learn about the force and how that works he's not going to become a student of the force i don't think but he is becoming more in tune with the greater universe around him and that provides him with this like crazy in-depth character that i do not think we've seen because even han solo never really acknowledged that there was a greater universe around him he was just like i'm gonna get my own and i'm gonna get out of here even in force awakens Maybe there were some subtleties that made us think about that, where Han maybe had that realization. But Din is just this, like, powerhouse of emotion and and power. And, I mean, the only reason he's not in my top five is because we haven't seen enough of him, and I wouldn't have been able to justify knocking down some of these OGs. Um, so I just, I had to put him at six. He's just a barely outsider top five, but... God, The Mandalorian is such a well-constructed show, and he's such a well-constructed character that, like, like Ahsoka, he's another staple character like Luke Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi, immediately. Like, hands down. I can't comment on this, because he's uh, higher on my list. <laughs> whoa. Wow! Whoa, I didn't expect that! Crazy. Uh, I feel like he probably would be higher on my list if... I had more, like, emotion attached to it. Like, when you get to the rest of my list, it's just, like, all the characters that I've chosen, I have, like, emotion and a history attached to. And we really didn't get to see development from him until the second season. Yeah, that's like, fair. Like, emotional development from him. So, uh, I definitely see where you guys are coming from, though. He definitely is, like, a top five, like, staple character from Star Wars. And honestly, overall, I would say he is a top five character in Star Wars. Just... Not yet. Personal, no, like personal. Like I would say he's a top five character in Star Wars, just in the franchise history. Okay, sure. It's just like on a personal level, which is what this list is really about. I wouldn't put him up there for me yet. I would want to like probably after next season, after we get like even a little bit more development, and we see how he handles uh, difficult situations, like what's gonna happen with Mandalore, what's gonna happen with the dark saber, all that sort of stuff. Then I think I might. I am feel like, more of a way towards him. So surprised Weirder. that Din isn't our first unanimous character. I don't think we have a unanimous character on our list yet. <laughs> I don't think we will. I don't think we will. I don't think we will either. I don't think we will, because my list goes the whole Because my top five is all droids. And the second half. Okay, let's give a hint for our number five so people get hooked. Uh, Omari, you start. Uh, Chuck, you Does start. Does it have to be a big what? hint? <laughs> no, it could I be didn't... like a really subtle hint. You can just give it a second to think the about it. Beard. Okay, I got you. <laughs> mm, I feel like that's hella obvious. What? That's hella obvious. Oh. No, it's not. Amari, go. <laughs> Don't let the audience think. Just keep going. Uh, lightsaber. Wow, very obvious. Okay. Very obvious. Um, <laughs> asthma. Um, Ooh, so thank you all for what? listening. This has been... Huh? Uh, it has to be plucked. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he said asthma. Think about it. Think about it more. Chew on that a little bit. And Omari, hit us with that sweet, sweet outro before I accidentally do it. And this has been another episode of I Have a Bad Feeling About This. I am your host, Omari Salisbury. Uh, Charles Hammaker. I'm Bennett Buckle Thank you so much for listening. Does anybody want to throw in a Wilhelm ah! before I cut it? Ah! Wow.